broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. Well, here we go, Josh. Here we go. It's time for Pusher. Push real good. Yeah. Fucking pam, 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 pam. Push it. Um, so what's up, pal? Oh, you know what, man? This is uh this is another case of boy, I thought we'd already recorded this episode. <laughs> I, I was uh, I came down with this two weeks ago. Uh a pretty severe case. To Maybe the point the where I reached yet. out to you and I said, We already did this, didn't we? And if you would have said yes, there would not have been an episode. It would have been you delving through every hard drive you've torn it out would of have every been. old LSG computer. <laughs> How about just every old computer? I have a stack of hard drives. I take them out of laptops. I take them out of towers. I have every hard drive I've ever personally owned in my possession for computers long since thrown into the fire. Man, every, there's people in the chat saying that they believed it too. Maybe this is a, um, what's that effect? Mandela. Uh, Mandela effect. That Mandela. Situation? We might have now experienced a parting of the multiverse, and there is a version of this universe where we had selected and covered Pusher previously. You might be onto something there, pal. It's very possible. That? Yeah. It could be Berenstain Bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of crazy uh, that we didn't, though. I mean, let's mention that. Hi- yeah. We picked a lot of fucking episodes, and we didn't pick this one. Huh. Yeah. Um I'm going to not bury the lead. I love this episode, dude. Boom. It's really fucking good, man. Uh, I watch it twice. Yeah. In two days. And I thought, boy, this is a good episode of TV. And I'm going to tell you right now, I started things off being a bit of a, being a bit of a prick. Let me the episode. Yeah. Or just in general. No. Well, that's goes without saying the latter part of your statement the former however is not about the episode in general it was about robert wiseden and i said to myself when i saw him this is shitty sam neill now we all know sam neill from jurassic park and many other films Ooh, okay and then i watched him and i thought sam neill is a great actor let's be real i like this guy i like robert wiseden and and i want to talk about this i want to talk about this because this is very important um, this has been coming up a lot on LDI, which is the idea of liking an antagonist and or protagonists, despite how well he may or may not be written or she, and then it having a profound effect on what you think about the episode. Okay. Yes. A protagonist or antagonist. So antagonist in this case. Antagonists in this case. Absolutely. So... Beyond the plot or anything like that, just based on the writing and execution of a, of a character. Yep. In other words, I've had movies where I go, this movie's really good, but the main character that they're postulating, I don't think that's the right word, I go, um, I like this movie, but I never quite... So, spoiler, I just watched the movie High Life. It's a very weird movie. And Robert Pattinson, who I'm actually like now, forget Twilight, He's pretty fucking good. Is he going to be like the 21st century Leonardo DiCaprio? He, he, like right. the guy that every dude hated because he was like the little 
bitch. It's so funny you say that. Yes, I had a girlfriend drag me to that movie, The Beach, and I wanted to drown him in that beach. I hated Titanic because, you know, I was 13. Or Absolutely. How about, how about the, I, I hate to use this portmanteau, but how about the more reconnaissance? Yeah. People forget the time before. Like this is, we have very short memories about Matthew McConaughey, who then was all of a sudden this amazing actor. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know if this is the case with Pattinson, but it feels like it's happening before my eyes and I'm witnessing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've I don't think I've seen him in anything other than, well, I never saw any of the Twilight movies. Thank God. Um, I I actually just recently watched some of the um, Harry Potter movies. Yep. and he's in the one that I was watching. Oh, recently. awesome! Awesome. Yeah, I um I saw the first Harry Potter picture as a gag, and um. Yeah, it's not good. It's a kid's movie. It fucking, it's <laughs> really pretty, hard to get through. It's, it's a tough watch. Yeah. Uh, as, an adult, like, as an adult, it's a tough watch. Maybe if I'm a yeah. 13 or 14-year-old girl or boy, I might be like, yay. But, I'm not um, going to lie. I'm slogging through. The third and fourth are distinctly more adult-ish. Uh, oh, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. I actually do enjoy Harry Potter. I, 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 oh. oh, you're talking about Twilight. I was. I was. Okay, I'm sorry. I, no, I actually own all of the fucking Harry Potter pictures um, on Blu-ray or some shit. I just loaned them to Jessica's sister. Okay. Which tells you something about me. So, yeah, I had to loan them to a, uh, a girl to watch because, hmm. well, you know. There's it's a Harry fun. Potter porn apparently called Harry Porno. How do you not name that's it Harry weak. Pecker? Harry Pecker, dude. That's a fucking yeah. layup. Uh, the Lighthouse. That is the one that I've wanted to see Good the movie. With, fucking uh, weird Willem, yeah. I'm way off the beaten Willem. path here's my point high life Robert Pattinson I like him I'm, the reason this whole disclaimer is on here because they don't do a lot with his character in this movie high life instead they do more with a different character and I liked the movie it's really weird and hard to it's really weird and fucking out there but at, at the, by the end of the movie I was like well what about Monty which is Pattinson's character I'm like this movie really seemed to deviate away from him and to her and that's not Robert Pattinson's problem. That's just the way the script was written. And I, so I, it makes me go, oh, man, what a bummer. And, and it does affect my feeling on the whole of the entire movie. And in this, if they get this guy wrong, sorry, what a long way to get to the point. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Jesus. I want to wrap a belt around my neck. Um, <laughs> it's uh very on brand for the Exiles podcast. Do me a favor, just wrap it around my neck and step on the back of my neck and push with your foot and pull at the same time. <laughs> um, Robert Wisden's portrayal of Modell slash the pusher or just pusher as it were is so good that even if it was a lesser episode, I think if it's a lesser episode, he's so good I like it, but because it's a good episode and he's great, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He elevates. Uh, there's something really awesome about him, and I think it's his confidence. He walks around just in the opening here. He walks around with this swagger. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to sing some songs. I'm going to buy some stuff. Nobody wears a fleece with that much confidence. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. You can't wear a fleece and be that confident. Yeah, he... Uh... He has, <clears throat> there's something about him where at times, the Sam Neill thing was spot on, by the way, but he can come off kind of like 
hunky-dory everyman kind of look. Sure. But then, boy, does he have some dangerous kind of intensity. Indeed. Um, I This is definitely love for me, too. Say that right off the bat. Nice. I don't know why... I don't know why this... Like, this episode does not usually come to mind when I think of top X-Files episodes, but having watched it just now, I kind of feel like it should, at least for me. Yeah, and I would agree with that assessment. I don't usually put it that high. I don't think I ranked it that high when we did March Madness. Um, but I actually think this is a pretty... I'm, I might give the episode beyond just um, our boy here, Modell. Um, what's the actor's name you just said? Wiseden. Wiseden, Robert Wiseden. I might give the episode overall a little bit more credit than you do um, in that I think I like the concept a lot. I Me like too. The, to be clear, I wasn't taking anything away from the episode. I'm saying he's so good, yeah. he could have elevated it even if it wasn't that good. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. I'm, That's I'm, what I'm I was saying. All right. Um, yeah, okay. But, dude, this is a, a great episode. Yeah. And I am really surprised that we didn't pick it, you know, in this version of, of the multiverse that we're in. Um, but, dude, there, there, are, there are some intense scenes oh, yeah. in this episode. There is some, like, hard, like, definitely digging your, digging your little fingies into, like, the arms of the couch kind of, kind of moments. Um, yes. It's some tense. Of the, it's tense. Some of the deaths, the, and then the final showdown at the end, real good tension. And the team behind this, written and directed by Vince Gilligan. Yeah, man. Boom. Directed by our boy, man, Rob Bowman. Yeah, it's a pretty good team up, right? Yeah, power, powerful power couple, power couple. Um, so there was something uh, BP sent me, and I wanted to throw this at you before we even got into the episode proper, uh, because I can't answer this because I have not seen the uh, TV show in question here. Um, but talking about um, Breaking Bad, okay, okay. Obviously, that's Vince Gilligan too. Um, so, you know, it talks about the stuff in common between, uh, Walter White and Modell. Interesting. Um, Vince Gilligan has, has repeatedly said that Walter White's big superpower is lying, as is Modell's. Both of them seem to have the power to manipulate others with words. Both of them are simple, mediocre men. Both of them know that they are dying and become spectacular criminals. Awesome. That's really I awesome. That. I think that's spot fucking on, and I'm, and I'm pissed I didn't think of it first. Yeah, we'll have to okay. we'll have to meet with an accident. Cool. <laughs> I don't know if that was from uh, from BP's mind or from his procuring of uh, you know the internet. Yeah, that's he, incredible. He and the internet are as one. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, like I said, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but uh, obviously everybody talks about it as one of the best shows ever made. And yeah. Um, I would even argue. So here, the only the only the only caveat I'd put in that is that Walter White does not, in fact, have superpowers, and and comes into his own by indulging in indulging in his nature, which apparently he's been suppressing, and he does become quite accomplished, even though he was sort of a henpecked, ho hum, mediocre cat who finds himself really flourishing in the underworld without okay. the aid of supernatural power. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, 
Right. So he doesn't the, the, have an actual superpower. Co- correct. He doesn't have an actual superpower. And I guess one could argue there's this guy, but I think it's X-Files. So we go, of course he does. It's X-Files. He does. But, and I think that's another thing that I like about the episode. I mean, there's, there's enough already stated out there. But <clears throat> the fact that as far as X-Files go, there is more believability to this than, than some others. And I'm not saying that's a requirement for a good episode. But we've talked in the past about how we find you know, relatively normal human beings that are monstrous in their own ways to be very sure. compelling sure. Uh, villains on the show. Yeah, because I think Talk- they viscerally frighten us because we know that they could be our neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And of course it is X-Files. There is psychic shit going on. Clearly, it's not up to debate. But the idea of, like, you know, hypnosis is a real thing. Like, people can really kind of implant suggestions to what degree is questionable but it's pretty much assured that there are that is a thing in some way or another um but yeah this guy's thing it's a and it's something about a villain who's basically his only motivation is is just pettiness yeah i want to talk about that because the chat's having a good conversation about it millie asks the only thing i don't understand is like, why does he kill people as a way to get a go of the bank? Seems like you do more fun things with my control. And I think that as a very uh, innocent, and I don't mean that dismissively, question, because Millie is going, and I might be assuming, but I'm going to assume she's going under the assumption that he's a rational person. And we, we, we all do, myself included, we all do that a lot. We all think, God, couldn't he do more interesting and fun things but it's hard for us to put our mindset in the mindset of a sociopathic killer who has decided that with, with great gusto that he is going to kill people and he's going to manipulate people into killing each other. And he's going to do it in sadistic ways because that's who he is. That's where his mind has been fractured. He doesn't, it's hard for us. This is something I've, I've, this is something I try to, get better at because I, I know I'm not always good at this and that's being tr- a psychopath. No, no. Trying not to think for other people. You know, a lot of people, we all do this. I, I know I'm very guilty of it. And I'm trying to get better, which is I go, why is this person behaving this way? When I should be asking myself this interesting, this person clearly thinks about fucking life way differently than I do. You know, I guess, I guess I'm trying to be less, I'm trying to be more agreeable. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because everybody's motivated from a different place on the way they think about something. And, that, and I'm talking about just normal interactions. Psychopathy aside, because it's really hard to, to put our health, ourselves in the mindset of that guy. And yes, maybe the tumor, it's possible this poor bastard is a victim of his own health problem, which is the tumor made him who he is. We've heard of this before. This is not uncommon. Well, I don't know if it's common, but it's not unheard of for a crazy person to be somebody who has some kind of fucking pro- literal physical problem with their brain. Um, but but yep. yeah, I think it's easy for us to go, boy, that's not what I would do. Or, or you know, I have, I have friends and loved ones that do this a lot. They're like, I'm so mad at X because they didn't do X. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's because if you were X, you would do the thing, but you but they aren't you, which is why they didn't do the thing. So instead of... If you were actually them, they wouldn't actually do the thing that you want them to that, do that's because right. you would have a different person's That's right. It's really hard. It's really hard to do because I, 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 I really don't like seeing just... 
I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that, but my point is it is really hard exercise to, to get into. Um, and I, and I try to help people when they ask me, you know, I'm like, well, here's like, man, this fucking idiot. What, like why? And I'm like, well, I don't know why, but I can assure you that they don't have the same brain that you have, which is yep. part of the problem right off the bat. They don't have the same personality and, and they might have for lack of better words, bad close quotes, traits that, that are a result of something. And I'm not saying let them off the hook. I'm not even saying this to give excuses to bad behavior. I'm saying it to save you, the person, the stress of trying to figure out why somebody behaves a certain way. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So, I'm not even yeah. here to like give excuses. I'm, I'm not, I don't have time for that. I'm just saying save yourself the fucking trouble. That person is who they are. Do you know what I'm right. saying? And what are you doing? Like this goes back to in a very innocuous way, like the whole Shane Mike dynamic. Like we had one the friend, what? the Shane Mike dynamic. We had one oh. friend who would always try to get this person to live away. And I'm like that. They never will stop. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are who they are and they're fine. Leave it alone. You know? Um, and then yeah. I was doing the same thing, <laughs> but, but that, but that's my point. Like it's hard for us to get our, out of our own fucking head. Cause we assume people think like we do. Yep. The chat's going wild talking about Phineas Gage as far as, you know, physical damage to the brain that causes oh Use Phineas that Gage. The, That's awesome. The railroad spike. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That's the thing um, Rogan always talks about with Sam Kinison. Like yeah, he got he into got a motorcycle by. accident or something yep. and just lost his fucking mind. That's the same thing with Busey. And and Rosie O'Donnell too. Yeah. Apparently was like a super mild mannered yes. like young girl and got in a car accident or got hit by a car and then became this like brash yeah. You know, yeah, a whatever. brass, super successful fucking comedian who didn't get by her looks. You know, like that's not yeah. a fucking easy thing to do, right? Uh, and but yeah, uh, who who else was it? There was one other person I was thinking of. Oh, Gary Busey. You know how we like like he fucking oof, <laughs> fucking smashed his head on a motorcycle and then he's oh, just a yeah. crazy man. Yeah, and you know, I mean, dude, I know, I know guys that fucking had some. Pretty bad TBI who definitely sure. became different people. So you nuts, know? man. And yeah, like who's, you know, guys who suddenly had like serious anger issues mm-hmm. or memory issues or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, but I will say one thing in this episode, I think they set up really well is that can definitely be having an effect, but they do a good job of talking about his past, Modell's past. Absolutely. And the fact that he essentially, long before this tumor thing, had a, I don't know how, they, I can't remember the wording of how they describe it, but essentially sounds like a narcissistic sociopath kind of outlook on life. Okay, yeah. You know, which, which led to him absolutely capital F failing the FBI's like psyche eval, um, <clears throat> problems in his military career, stuff like that. So he already had that kind of personality. Then add to that a, a terminal illness, um, which gives you these abilities to, to do things. And it all comes down to what Mulder talks about at the end, this, this little man syndrome. Um, Indeed. Yep. That's, that's a yeah. thing. That's a and thing. And if you, you know, as Millie mentioned, like, why wouldn't you do different kind of things or whatever? And who knows? He might have. He might have started off small or whatever. And then maybe, the, you know, he had this urge and he got some guy who looked at him the wrong way to jumped the fuck off a bridge Mm -hmm. and he felt like a rush from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and now that's how he wants to go out. I mean, there's, there's a reason that a lot of, you know, 
people that you know go out on a mass shooting or steal a tank and drive <laughs> down the streets of wherever the hell that happened and try to destroy I think it was uh, California. Yeah. Yeah, it's always either California or Florida, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there's an idea of, like, going out with that kind of bang, you know? Sure. Well, death by cop, we've heard of this term. Yep, suicide by cop, sure. Suicides, thank you. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's and, and I get it. Like, you know, you've, you've you know, outside of, outside of your military experience, but you've been in, in situations, even simulated once. Think of a game you're playing, a role-playing game, or something you pull off, and you're like, ha, 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 ha. Like, the satisfaction. Now, make that with true stakes. Now, maybe a normal person would shy away once the, once the real stakes of it, like, less simulated gameplay of something. But there's a rush. There's a rush of getting over one. How many times have we played Resistance, and one of us is the villain, and when you win, you're like, ha, 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 ha. You want to laugh like good. darkness and legend. You're like, ah, it feels better winning as the bad guy it, sometimes it than does. winning as the good guy. It does. It does. Audrey's bringing up Crusader Kings. Yeah, it's funny. You you do a murder scheme in a video game and you get away with it, and you're like, that is the rush. Now imagine with real lives, and you just know because you have this power, you're not you're, you're going to get away with it. I'm not even talking about we're fucked up and have brain injuries or tumors or whatever. And I can, and you can see the lure of the dark side, right? You can see the lure of that, which is so interesting. That's why you can make such a compelling picture about the dark side. Instead, they fucked that all up. Just this idea of this lure of what you, what is possible if you just embrace the power of the darkness, so to speak, yeah. in, uh, in, our, in our very dangerous and primal relationship with it. And that, and that is this guy, a guy held down, a guy pushed around, uh, uh, mediocre, I believe Scully refers to him. Little man syndrome, as you were saying a second ago. It really makes it compelling drama when you give that person power. Think about any of these fucking, like anybody in a position of power. They're drunk on it, dude. Yeah. Imagine what it would have been like to live in the Middle Ages with a 12-year-old king. Good God. <laughs> that terrifies me. Think of Joffrey. Not that different than America right now. Yeah, okay. exactly. Sorry. It's <laughs> fucking on. crazy, right? Yeah. Think about that. Damn. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to even pretend that I wouldn't do some fucked up shit if I had that power. I exactly. Mean, I don't think I would go exactly like Modell, but yeah, especially once you start using it, it probably becomes increasingly easier to justify i think so i think that's what happens i think as you as the lure starts to go deeper into your belly the more you're like (laughs) just inclined to embrace it yep and that's it yeah i remember uh several years ago playing like rounds of uh multiple rounds of resistance and uh me and this other kid like three three games in a row or three games out of four we were the two spies. Yeah. And we won every every time. And both of us had girlfriends at the time. And they, like, were so fucking upset that we were... Because it was like, <laughs> you're, you're good at lying. You lied to us. Like, do, do you... Can I play that game with you? <laughs> yeah. I was at aforementioned Adam's house once a long time ago. It was me, Adam... 
my friend Jared Jessica in um, I'm missing somebody and I'm going to feel like an asshole when they text me about it because that's what people do. Um, I looked directly into Jessica's eyes and I said, I promise you I am not <laughs> the spy. Directly. Direct. She's like, look at me. So I so look. How, so how was the couch that night? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I am not the spy. I was the spy and dude, we were fucking, <laughs> we, we were rolling. We were all laughing for like 20 minutes. It was so fucking funny. Probably not her though. Uh, she she actually did. Drinks were involved, so it it, it was it, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> My friend Adam was like, "Holy fucking shit, dude!" <laughs> and I, dude, I've been fooled. You, you know who gets me? People like Jake's wife. I'm like, yeah. You're like, she's, she's like, I'm nice. def- she's like, you're not. I'm not the spy. I'm like, fine. And I get the dagger. I get the yep. fucking dagger from her every time. And too nice, the, exactly. The quiet, too nice, too quiet. Versus people like you and I, all we, I get accused of, of being of a spy every, every time, time we play, regardless if I, every I'm time, yep. because I'm a obnoxious, loud asshole. I get that. <laughs> so, and I'm not yep. gonna lie, I want to be the spy. Me too, time, but unfortunately, I'm not. Usually. I want to be the spy. I want to be the werewolf. I want to be the fucking Cylon, like yeah. Jessica was saying. She was playing that board game. That game's fucking awesome. Dun, 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 dun. That's what I want. Every time, it's more fun. It's more interesting. Which is a fucking direct spin right back to Pusher, Josh. Oh, because get back to it. interesting bad guys are compelling more so than interesting good guys. Can we be honest about that? Think of yeah. cinema. They just are. Yep. It, are you telling pretty- me Hannibal Lecter is not more interesting than Clarice? Right. What kind of movie would that be if it was... Yeah, the antagonist was kind of flat. Exactly. And now that obviously you do need a compelling protagonist in some way. You do. As but a lot it's of demonstrated times, by High Life. A really c- compelling antagonist is, is almost all the protagonist needs. <laughs> right? Fucking Audrey saying, do the Buffalo Bill. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dancing for you. Wait, was she a great big fat lady? <laughs> he did it for me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Would you? Would you? All right, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) When I make Um, fun of Clarice, I I I I pretend she says Doctor Lecter like like a dumb hick because she has that little (laughs) little hick voice and it just makes people vomit. Anyway, (laughs) keep going. And well, now BP is disparaging our moral character indirectly. Very nice, very nice moves. Um, Anybody who says they have a high moral character, I suggest watching your back around them. <laughs> I've learned anybody. Anybody who proclaims I am of high morality, I, I'm dubious at best. Listen, I don't. I am yeah. straight up. I'm. I have high uh, ethical values in certain regards. Sure, I have. Let's let's just say my goal is consistency. <laughs> consistency and Cons- loyalty I, to those that matter. Which yeah. You, let me tell you something right now. And I wish you had experience in watching DS9. I am becoming way more Ben Cisco the older I get. He's oh. he's creeping up, dude. Yeah. He's creeping up the topsies because he's I, like, I, ah, I like that. the law, but I like you, so fuck the mm. law. You know what I mean? Like, yep. he's gangster like that. I like it. And if only my friend Mike could hear me now, our our, our aforementioned Mike friend, he would be like, I've been trying to tell you that for five years. But anyway, continue, sir. So I just want to, um, you know. 
I think we're covering a lot of uh, the essentials of this episode, but I don't sure, want to. Sure. I don't even want to go through it sequentially in, in any way, but I want to talk about just hit on some of these key moments of tension that are great, and maybe just just grab one out of the hat, or we can talk about them kind of collectively because I think the ones that I mean, it's pretty. You have the original Cerulean blow. Blue. Yes, I, I actually took blue. a bunch of notes on this. If you need any any check ins on like scenes and where they are, I have them right in front of me. Okay, but I'm just kind of thinking. I got the episode playing in the background, but me too. It's that one for sure. When Collins immolates himself, Oof, that is horrifying. Yep. Watching him take the helmet off, take the balaclava—is that what you call it? Off. <laughs> watching, me. watching him step out of the shadows. And just say, I need you to do something for me. The, the part for me is when they come around the corner and he's there just oh God. dripping. How, look at, look at um, Scully's face when they clear those short trees. She's horrified. Yeah. Horrified. Oof. And, um, and the man. fact, what's fucking dope about this power. They're like, what is going on? Is, is that sometimes people will have awareness of it and yet they're still doing the action. That's dark. This makes me think of some D&D shit. There's like, there are spells where you can like... There's mind control and there's possession, right? Right. Yeah. There's, and some of them, you know after the fact, like that person fucking cast a spell on you. Mm-hmm. They made you like, you know, do whatever. Let them go through the gate or attack your own friend or whatever. That person did it. You know, immediately. That's why this uh, is more horrifying. Right. Versus Way more like, horrifying. Yeah. Because Cause, cause, he is aware. Yes. Just like at the end of it, Mulder is aware as he's pointing his fucking piece, or the security guard's piece, at Scully, at his beloved partner. He's pointing a gun at her. And yeah. he, he knows. He's there, present in his head. As a secretary, she goes, she goes fucking Bobby De Niro on Skinner's fucking head and chest, <sighs> just windmill kicking him. Um. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> I don't shine shoes no more. Maybe you haven't heard. <laughs> Keep him here, Frankie. Fucking kicking his lights with those hard fucking wooden bottom shoes. So oh, that little leg oh. just flailing. The the, the um, De Niro doing it. His hand is doing the. I watched it a thousand times because this is, speaks to my brain. I've rewound it and laughed and watched it and rewound it and laughed five times like while watching it. And he's doing this, De Niro's doing this thing where his hand is like doing the, like it's doing like short concentric circles as he does it, almost like he's whipping it's a like lasso a around his head. It's yeah. like a counterweight. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. They're saying, why did he grab the lighter? I thought that too. And then I thought, I'm saying that having seen the episode. So I know the pusher has control over his mind. I might be thinking, be like, it's a foregone conclusion to say that when you know that he's being mind controlled. But what they don't, they don't know that. And they're like, what are you doing? They're probably just frozen. They're probably like, what the fuck? Right. And like, there's a guy covered in gasoline holding a lighter. If I run towards him and try to tackle him, is he just going to, you know, it's like somebody with a gun to their head or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. I like, I like Scully bolting and going to get the, um, the fire extinguisher. That was great, great thinking. Um, <laughs> the other two are just taking off their coats, getting to do a little stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. <laughs> oh, what gentleman. Um, what did you think of the... Uh, the I, at first, I was like, wait, how is he already at trial? But I guess this was just a hearing. 
I'm, I'm told uh, yeah. that hearings don't require as much hard evidence to be pushed to trial, but who gives a fuck about that? I thought it was kind of interesting that they were like, no, it's a drunken prank. And well, uh, I, I, and, but on top of that, not only is that like... He goes after okay. the judge or whoever. He goes after and, the... Yeah. Yes, give him little mind bullets. Yeah, pretty, pretty slick. I'm innocent. I love it, man. That's what I mean. He's so good, at, like this actor, when you see him go, I'm innocent. And then, you know, oh, shit. He's starting. That's what's so insidious is you don't know when the power is starting. Mind control is terrifying. Yes. That's fucking scary. I mean, yeah. taking away your volition. I was thinking about it when um, I actually listened to your entire Angel Heart podcast, even though I've never seen the day. No movie. shit. Yeah. Dude, Just Mickey Rourke, forget it. A couple days ago, yeah. Maybe it was you talking about Mickey Rourke's bod. Yeah, probably. You know, my, uh closet homosexuality just queuing in on that <laughs> closet <laughs> bro you're, you're in a you're in a fucking studio you got no you got no closet space barry fuck killing three men last episode so <laughs> not that secret and, and, sh- and really struggling with it to be clear <laughs> having a hard time <laughs> um what the what were you saying <laughs> i was talking about um i was just talking about the uh just the trial the preliminary oh. trial oh. No, and I'm sorry. I was talking about Angel Heart about... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Does this lose... Because you bring it up... Like, if, if he is not in control of his actions... Does, indeed, Does indeed. the whole story and plot line kind of lose something? Um, unfortunately, this, this episode doesn't revolve around one character who continuously doesn't have control of his actions. It's just these individual scenes. But yeah, mind control. Some scary shit. Super scary. Um, and beyond mind control, what's fucking fascinating about it is that... It's control over your body, including things that you don't normally consciously control about your body. Right? When he makes Frank Burst have a fucking Dude, heart attack. Yes. By the power of suggestion. I'm bringing up a role playing game again. Ooh. It's time. This is called magic, and it's in the White Wolf universe. And. Here's very different than fucking D and D. Very different than D and D magic because you're 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 limited by. I'm not going to get into all of it. Let's just say that a lot of the onus is on the player at the table to come up with a way to cast the spell. So it's very open ended. And in and in this, there's two very great displays of it. Number one, when he puts the press pass on, it's just a ripped up piece of paper. That is so fucking dope. It's so dope. Oh and when God. he's what he's doing, if you want to apply magic the Ascension game turns to it, you're saying he's using what's called coincidental magic because he's putting something on there that could, could be, if you aren't paying attention properly, a pass. Yeah, coincidental magic There's is... nothing surprising about ab- that guy absolutely. having a heart attack. Absolutely. That's very coincidental. Now, if he says... And mind control is really sneaky. It's really sneaky because it can be very coincidental a lot. You know, it's hard to hide versus say something like vulgar which is I shoot a lightning bolt out of my hand. That's called vulgar magic. And the people around you, uh, the people around you, they, they're, 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 what am I trying to say? Their grasp of reality is so strong that it's actually like a force against your magic. Like that's impossible. And that yeah. thought that's impossible makes the spell harder. It's a super interesting game. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas if it's coincidental and the quote bystander is none the wiser. That's why it's, I just, I couldn't help but think of it as soon as I was watching this guy do his business. It's so awesome. Dope. Yeah. Dope shit, man. Uh, 
But uh, boy, Skinner coming in and really slamming him up against the file cabs. <laughs> so he gets fucking mace in the face. And then the boots put to him, like you already said. But um, you know what I totally forgot about in this episode, dude? Completely forgot about any connection to Osu, which is Japanese for push. Oh, well, there's all the Japanese shit. I know. I had no idea. This guy's like Tommy Cruz. He is. Next thing you know, he'll be, samurai. he'll be jumping out of airplanes. Fucking <laughs> madman. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was like, and then the Ronin clue, you know, the, I, I love the, he's like, you've never seen Yojimbo. I was like, ah, fist bump. But just the, just the Ronin talk or Ronin, I believe is how Mulder says it. And um, him saying, talking about ninjas in mind control and trying to sell it to Scully. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Gurkhas in Nepal, ninjas in Japan. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, Mulder, uh, Mulder just crushes the leap to conclusions, Matt, this week, uh, as, as per usual. Shocker. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, that, uh, that, I mean, did you like that aspect? Did you feel like it was, because part of me is like, it's not necessary it's at all. It's perfunctory. Perfunctory. Yep. yep. That's our, our word of, of the X-Files podcast now. Yep. Um, but. I think what's cool about it is that because I think as as far as the audience goes, we don't need that motivation for this character. But if you actually give a shit about writing for a character well, this idea that he convinces himself that he has this identity, right? This which elevates him in some way. When he's sitting there at the end with Mulder, talking the talk of God, what a fucking scene. This, this their own little uh, deer boat. hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's necessary for him for the for what he his motivation he's getting out of this. You know, like he could just make Mulder shoot himself. But in, in, indeed, I, indeed, yes, this gets down to the power. Yeah. So I guess maybe there it isn't perfunctory. I guess talking through it when it gets to the end, if it wasn't for that code or that kind of element of, of, of how he views himself, then he wouldn't have the motivation to have this kind of final showdown with a worthy adversary. Yeah, can, can we uh, I, I actually thought a lot about it. I spent quite a bit of time thinking about Ninja Nepal and, and I think if, uh, in, in, in him being interested in special operations, Green Berets, Navy SEALs, it, it all plays into power dynamics I think, right? That's, that's, and please, hopefully nobody takes that as me saying, if you're into that, there's a power dynamic thing there. But I think that there is a little bit, but I'm not saying that's people's sole motivation. But here's what I like about the ninja, Gurkha, power dynamic. I want to be this badass. I want to be this, that, or other thing. It really plays into the fact that he was somebody who was trying to exert control over his life because he had none. Um, and I think everybody yeah. tries to exert control over their own life when they have none in some ways. We've all done it in some ways. Um, and I think it's it's a two it's a very interesting twofold mechanism that's used for this in the writing. On the one hand, when you say ninjas and Gurkhas and you know dreams about being this whatever, you could you could and I don't even mean this disrespectfully. You could almost say that's very adolescent. Like, yeah, I had ninja magazines too. I wanted to be a fucking ninja when I was thirteen. <laughs> of course, I did. Yes, I wanted to be a fucking Green Beret when I was eleven. I watched Rambo for Christ's sakes. And there's something very adolescent about that. But when you're an adolescent boy. And I'm talking like even a well-adjusted adolescent boy, you're interested in, in these things 
you're interested a lot of times in martial pursuit because it gives you, it's very primal. It's, it's the primacy of what we are. You know, forget about whatever social nonsense. It primally speaking, we do want to be able to have some control and we do sort of fantasize about power a little bit. We do. We all do. All fucking adolescent boys, oh, I can't speak for girls. And violence is the Absolutely. most basic element. Of- I want to know that I can pick up a spear and stand next to my father and keep the wolves at bay. That's very important to the survival of our tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this guy never quite grows out of it. And in, in, in even worse, it's exacerbated by a life of mediocrity and failure. Right. To because the point he does where, try to get it for real. Yes, he does. He, he does. Yes, and that's very hard for people. I know somebody like this, dude. I know somebody who went to the Marine Corps and, it, you know, in this especially didn't help when I was really in my very rebellious stage and I was like, he's still a fucking putz. And he, when in, I mm-hmm. think he came out and he was still a putz. That's why you and I had this conversation many times and you know, cause you were there. You've seen awesome dudes and horrible guys and good guys and incompetent fuck ups. Like, cause, yep. because at the end of the day, they're all people, right? Yep. And it was the same thing with this guy. He comes out and I'm like, oh God, here we fucking go. He's going to quote, demand, unquote, my respect now. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he's always been this small kind of creepy person. You know the what worst. I mean? Uh, the worst, the absolute worst kind of people, regardless of what their fucking profession or in pursuits are, but they're dangerous. Those people are dangerous when they get power. Meanwhile, um, he probably fucking spent three and a half years working the supply depot, handing out gas masks. Uh, I don't know. I think he, I think he washed uh, posts. He washed post Paris because of shin splints or something. Oh yeah. 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 So. That was probably them saying, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's cool. I like how you kind of... It's wild, man. It's that, and it, it makes it... Man, it is just... The more you, I think, analyze the character and the motivations, the, the better it gets. Totally. That's, right? why, the, that's why he's so, he's so good. He's such a great villain. I, I can't believe I'm coming to around on this guy at this point. I, I know I've always liked this episode. I know I've had it circled on the calendar, just so to speak. But um but but I like it more now than I did leading up for sure. Yeah. Yep. I, I if you ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, Porsche's great. That's a good one. But now I'm like, fuck man, like it's great. If if I'm if I'm making a list of ten episodes that I want somebody who's never seen the X Files to watch, I think this one's on it. You know what? How about we do it this way? Up to the episodes we've seen now, I'd be hard-pressed to get a, a, a lot of them that are better. How's that? Okay, yeah. Is that a fair way to say it? Fair. Because I, cause I don't remember what, we're, what we have. I don't remember season four, although I did watch a lot of season four. Um, but there's not a lot of better apps up until this point in the series. There are some, yeah. or, or, yeah. you know, but, but not there, a lot. There's challengers to it. But- For sure. For sure. Man. This is I'm good so, shit, man. I'm so pumped about this episode. An element I like, too. I just really dug this um, because there's something we have to come back around to because if there's anything that could cancel the X-Files podcast by LSG Media, it, <laughs> it, it would be not addressing shipper stuff. So we'll come oh, back to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, they these, these, these girls will be at the castle gates with fucking torches, <laughs> torches. and will be dead men. <laughs> Wouldn't even have time for that dick diorama we discussed. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. But the 
the idea of Mulder when he volunteers to go in alone, dude, in the hospital, and when he gears up and and just the the effect of having that uh, the surveillance, you know, the audio, video, yeah. the eyes and ears, how they're watching him through it, that that back and forth effect, what he's looking at and discovering here in the gunshots. I mean, it's it builds attention so well, but it's also this great character moment. And it's so much like Mulder kind of like make some lighthearted quips, but also he's serious behind it because he knows he's rolling the dice, but Mulder does not lack for bravery. You know what? I'm glad you're bringing up Mulder because I've been sucking off Modell. And this is a great Mulder rep. It's always a great Scully app because she's great. But this is a Mulder shine, right? Yep. He's really good. Duchovny's really good in this episode. Yes. He's very good. And I'm glad you're bringing him up, man. It's, and Jillian was actually the one nominated for an Emmy for it. And because she's such a great actress. Not that she would ever be undeserving. But I think Duchovny really crushes it here. Yeah. I, I love the idea of handing the gun over before you go in because you fucking know better. Like, how scary is that? What a scary prospect. You're going to, you are a law enforcement official and you're going to go into the lion's den and you can't even go armed because your weapon will be used against you if you're not careful. And, they, and then we repeat it again with Scully and we both, and, and, and we're screaming like, God, you need your gun, but I get it, right? That's great. And that's the, that's the only reason that probably either of them walk out alive from this. Right? I agree. Because if, if Mulder comes in gun, guns blazing, Modell just has him kill himself because he's not the worthy adversary that he believes that he's seeking. Yep. Right? Think of this. And, 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 and here's something that plays for, for horror. <laughs> when she pushes that fucking door open and they're just sitting at that little circular table... And there is what appears to be a 357 just laying on the table pointing at Mulder. Yeah. Oh. This this movie, this movie, this episode does this a lot. It makes you feel like just go, go, rush. Yeah. And hold, but, hold, you know, they hold that shot for a while mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh good, good. Like, could she get on top of him with the help of Mulder and that? But it's it's funny. All things being equal, she could rush him if if she knew Mulder's condition, but she doesn't. And that's why it's scary. Yep. Like if she rushed him and he got up, he, this guy probably doesn't stand a chance to get that firearm in time because she gets pretty close, but yeah. she's like, what's Mulder going to do? I don't know. She doesn't know. I and don't know. I, I like the ambiguity of, I mean, clearly there's parts when Mulder is not making a decision <clears throat> when he points a gun at Scully, Oof. but there's also a part of it. Mulder is so, unhinged like if he thought is his, his only way through it does he do that I, I wondered if that shot that clicked to his own head was actually Mulder and wasn't in fact Modell forcing him to do it it's a really great question because it's a very compelling question isn't that what makes him the worthy adversary that Modell is speaking of you know if not it if, if he doesn't then then it this gets back to the Angel Heart comparison. Yeah. Right? If, if Mulder does that willingly, but, but then, then it begs the question, if you have the firearm in your hand, wouldn't you take that moment to apprehend the, the suspect? Yeah. Right? Right, right. But, well, but still, you don't but know how... You know, well, you know that if you take a different action, 
he does have the power with his mind. Like if this Mulder is true. go this along is true. with it, then then Modell's like, okay, game over. I'm just taking I'm taking charge. Right. If you're not going to play the game my way, you know, like the lieutenant who took so, takes over after burst bursts, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, says to Scully, like, are we? Why do we just keep giving this guy what he wants? Yeah, but that's a great point. Mulder's thought is that that's the only way uh, way through this. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, man. And this takes a lot of courage. Like, this guy's facing death. Still, the prospect of blowing your brains out with a three fifty seven is scary, even if you are sick. But And especially if you just sort of aim it obliquely at the corner of your head. Like, that's oof. not even going to be a kill shot, bro. Mm. You're going to be lying on the floor oof. watching your, your gray matter slowly trickle out for a while. Yeah. Mm. Um, what's interesting and you can see there is a um, when he slides it across to Mulder. If you look carefully, when his hand, when there's a close shot of Modell's hands on Mulder's, you can see the round in in one of the cylinders. Oh no shit! Yeah, right. Because it's a- and I'm pretty sure it rotates clockwise. So when he cocks the hammer, that round will rotate clockwise and it won't hit him. Which makes sense as to why the next shot doesn't go and the next one doesn't go, but eventually he gets to one that does go, right? Yep. It's pretty fucking, pretty wild, man. Yeah. They there's had a, a big, um, there was a big issue airing this scene. The No kidding. Fox wanted them to cut it bad because apparently... What a foolish move that would have been. Well, Deer Hunter had aired <laughs> some years ago, <laughs> and apparently there was like a number of teenagers who fucking... Absolutely. Playing Russian roulette. Dumb. Yeah, well. Do you, that's, you know what you call that? That's called, uh, that's called uh, Darwin. Goddamn Darwin. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, thank you for removing this from the gene pool. God, that movie's so fucking intense. Look Mal! at me. Mal! Yeah, look at me. <laughs> look at me. You are not alone. De Niro's saying it walking. You are yeah. not alone. I was like, Jesus Christ, this movie's fucking tense. <laughs> Dude, but I if, remember watching that at an age... Probably fourteen, fifteen, and I thought it was like a Vietnam War movie. Like I yeah, was watching yeah, yeah, it, yeah, thinking yeah. I was going to see like Platoon or, or me too. That's or funny you say like that. that. And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> this I, is I, a little bit more weight than I was. Ready I, I had to the chew same on. exact experience, dude. That's so funny you say that. Yeah, yeah. There's a way to be cheaty too. Like what Mulder could do if this was one of those. If if this was a um, these are double action revolvers. If that was a single action revolver, cuck, 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 cuck. yeah, he could cock the hammer and and just click the ro- and click it out. Like, say it was the one that was going to kill him, he could use his forefinger and just roll the chamber and move it out of the way. I feel like I saw that in a movie too, like a, like a western or something. Yeah, like he could click that and just roll the thing out of the chamber and be like, "Psych!" Fucking <laughs> like a little sleight of hand. Some heavy shit. <clears throat> what and what I do like too at the end when Mulder. You know, he has enough uh, strength of will or whatever you want to call it sure. to make his wisdom save mm-hmm. um, to, to not shoot Scully immediately, to give her the time to get out of the way and pull the alarm, which breaks, you know, uh, his model's concentration. And then he turns and shoots him. And then he keeps sh- clicking that trigger. Like, Dude, I love that. That was how much that was built up. When he kills that guy, it is so awesome. Yeah, spoiler alert, didn't kill him. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Might yeah. see him again down the road. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did see that in the IMDb, even though I don't remember it. 
Um, the close-ups of of Jillian and 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 um, Duchovny too. He's got kind of a oh. a lost look on his face. Yeah, but her her shaky eye tear. This is really happening to me. Is so palpable on her face. Yeah, that like like single teardrop. Oof. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's really awesome. Good man. And not even and, in a like a I'm staring out a out my window at the moon with a single tear rolling down my face holding a poetry book thing, but just a I can't I can't resist the overwhelming emotional state I find myself in right yeah yep and obviously it's so earned and yeah they're they're well I mean get to the shipper stuff now their dynamic in this episode is especially strong it's so good you know another great thing. Man, is it not a consistent theme? Not like it's the only reason for sure, but this is an episode where it's Jillian and Mulder together the whole time. And even when they're separated, like when Mulder goes in, they're together, they're talking through it. They're, you know, he's looking through her, or she's looking through his eyes in a way. Yeah. Um, and there are some good moments. There's some nice, you know, all those shippers out there are going to love those, those handhold moments. Indeed. Right? Yep. Uh, but they do give... They are earned, right? This doesn't feel like <clears throat> fan servicey shit. God, at this, this point, they got to be earned, e- even without an outstanding episode. But the fact sure. that it's nestled into an outstanding episode just makes it better. Yeah, and and it shows real patience by the writers. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But when he kills him and he reaches back and hands her the pistol, it, part of me feels like he feels a lot of remorse about it. You know. Like he wished he had been able to do this a different way, kind of thing. Yeah, in the moment, in the moment, he's like, "Fuck!" Like he got the better of me in that moment. Like he just, he's, he, it's not like, "Well, what's the next step? Let me put it on the table." It's like, and, and think about that. As soon as he shoots this guy, imagine that vice grip on your willpower just sort of evaporating mm-hmm. in that instant. You know, yeah. That and that <laughs> click, 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 click is what follows that. Sure, sure. It's awesome. Yeah, it's and awesome. actually, you know, it's funny as you're talking about it. I'm I'm backing it up again, and he, when he actually pulls the trigger, he has this really. Oh yeah, Mulder has this intense look on his face in a way that maybe isn't like the emotion that you would expect. It's almost like he's grimacing, and more from just the idea of pulling a trigger, like more than he's not grimacing like. I'm about to make a loud noise and this thing goes bang. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, there's more to it there. But he also knows he only has a split second to make that decision. It's also pursued with such gusto. I mean, I don't want to overanalyze it, but I'm compelled to. Like you're saying with his facial expression. And then how about in the follow-up? He fucking yanks the table out of the way so he can continue to kill yeah. the man. Right? It's very direct. It's very. It's very aggressive. And, and, and then and, that that dissipation as he just sinks into that chair. Absolutely, like you said, hands the gun over, and there's the elation of victory. I'm sure. Yeah. But then, then they're like, "Holy fuck! What was I just involved with?" And everything else. Yeah. Good That's shit, awesome. man. Good fucking shit. Pusher. Great fucking episode, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um. Shall we? Uh, Oh, can I just say one more line I like in this? I'm sorry. Yeah, please. Let's oh, not... Uh, we, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, let's not give him another minute of our time. 
That is the best. That is such a great thing to say about something that you, I, I love, that is such an empowering statement about anything, let alone this tragedy, about anything in your life. And I think it just needs to be, I, I want people to, I, I hope for people that I think are good people to be able to have this type of thing in their head. You know, when you hear about things like, uh, you know, this, this person isn't in my life anymore and they spend all this time thinking about that person. It could be a relationship. It could be anything. I love it when people take it upon themselves to go, let's not waste another minute of our fucking time. Let's not give this guy a free rent in our heads. Mm. Let's be done with it. Yep. I love that. That's so liberating, dude. It's so freeing. And it's so frustrating to see the opposite. Ah, it's so frustrating. It's hard to watch, bro. Yeah. It's, it's hard uh, to watch. Yeah, you're it's, right. I'm, I'm glad we did not skip over that. I thought you were going to say the line about the, uh, can you explain <laughs> the scientific nature of the whammy, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious, obviously. Well, another funny line by her is when, <laughs> when she says, she says, I wish I had the quote uh, in front of me, but she has all this shit about how shitty he is and then says, Modell was not trained by ninjas, Mulder. <laughs> like, like <laughs> as if it needed to be stated. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> yep. And especially, I mean, it works in any kind of conventional way. Sure. But it's, it's extra important here for two, two reasons. One is this guy literally forced himself into your headspace, right? And now, yes. you, now you can voluntarily choose if you have the strength to 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 pull him out of it absolutely because how damning is that for him to exert his will over your will mm-hmm. is very challenging in and of itself and then the lasting effects of the trauma is allowing him even though he is powerless to still occupy your mind which almost yes. indicates a power beyond what he even originally had which is and fascinating right and that, that's the you know the the pettiness we talk about with him is that's what he would want more than anything. Right? For sure. He, that's yeah, he, absolutely. He wanted to, to, to be powerful, to, to have this effect, not just by killing people, right? It wasn't just taking lives. If he was just trying to stack no, up No, that's bodies, easy. That's easy. The drama of how he did it, of, of wanting to appear as this powerful figure to be feared and respected. Um, yeah, but, life, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost too easy Right, it's almost, to take a life with that power is too easy. He wants to. He wants there. He wants there. He wants to celebrate in your demoralization. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's that's the power trip. That's the that's the boner for him is is demoralizing you in in destroying your mind ahead of dispatching your corpse, so to speak. Yep. It you know what it reminds me of. It's always like who do you like better, Jason or Freddy? Right. Now I would argue Freddy movies probably by and large are less good on a whole to the Jason movies, but Freddy's terrifying because he, he's not just a land shark. He's not jaws with, with a, with a, with a hockey mask. Mm. He delights in your torture. He delights in your pain. He delights in your fear. It's not about killing you. It is ultimately with Freddy, but when he's like, I'm your boyfriend now, He's just terrorizing you. He wants to inflict upon you great, great, great pain, regardless of your death. Whereas Jason's just like, I'm going to fucking stab you to death. Yes. I'm a, I, I'm a shark. A, yes. an animalistic predator yes. and a sadistic killer. Sadistic is the word. 
the joy of the sadism of of causing Co- that fear correct and helplessness and panic and like that's it's not the taking of the life it's everything that leads up to it that gives right. you that that's why murder Freddy, that's why freddie is superior in my opinion because that is more frightening to me than the implacable nature of jason which of course is scary in its own way um, but it doesn't have, he's not delighting in your, it doesn't seem to be, maybe he is, but he doesn't show it delighting in your demise the way Freddie does, or back to this, the way Modell wants to be power, is such an interesting word, yeah. you know, yeah, yep. it's wild. Scary in a practical way versus like terrifying, emotionally absolutely. terrifying. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Shit, man. I think, uh, I think we, I think we did this one all right. Yeah, my knees are shaking. I need a smoke. I don't know about you. This room is stinky. Oh, yeah. This room is fucking stinky. Mm. I don't care. I'm sleeping in them sheets. I ain't afraid. <laughs> I I'm like too, that they're kind of sticking to my chest uh, a little I'm not, bit. Honestly, I'm too spent to pull them off, so I'm just hitting it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Like when I lean over to pick up the water. like You're like, ah, oh, fuck. I feel that there's like moisture behind my back. I'm lying right back into it. Mm, yep, I don't give a shit. It's that hilarious joke by Joe Rogan who was talking about one of his comedy specials being so exhausted after beating off a hunt in a hotel that he's like, I don't even, he's like, I don't even care. He's like, he says something about, he's like, I don't even care. I got fucking cum on my belly. I just wrap myself in sheets and go to bed. Oh. <laughs> it was something like that. He's like, that's the, he's like, that's a joy not being at home or something. I can't remember. It was, it was a joke that I'm fucking up, but that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Waking up to the old crusty belly. Fucking savage. <laughs> this dark, some dark moments right there. Ah, uh, fuck! <laughs> Just wrap yourself in sheets and fall asleep. Call it a day. Uh, Don't give me ew, Danielle. Every one of you in the chat has plowed and went right to sleep in it. Don't even pretend you're like. Let's get up and do the sheets at fucking one thirty. Fucking shut up. Boom. Yep. We're done. Boom goes the dynamite. What's next? Listener comment. Yeah, every one of them in the chat. Shut up, Danielle, Amy, Audrey, you've all done it. Yeah, you're all better than us. Yeah, you think you're better than us. You think you're better than Joe Rogan. Anyway, um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dancing Mad, just wake up with a syrup stain of lint on your gut. <laughs> Took that one up a notch. Wow. Okay. Now that's how you paint a picture. <laughs> all right um you got one picked out yeah, oh, no. a, that towel that's like that's like six seven years in danielle <laughs> hold on honey we're gonna go put down a towel now let's i mean anyway well, before or after are you just oh, putting down it, a towel to, to kind of yeah what are you shooting a porn you're like get down the towels uh you know prep prep the set prep why do you set. have vinyl sheets <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, fucking Patrick Bateman sheets. This is suspicious. Am I walking out of this place? Do you have a garden hose in your bedroom? <laughs> What's that for? It's uh, a lot of oh god. How come you have one of those depressed pits to ca- to catch fluids <laughs> like you do in a the bathroom? Floor drain? A floor a depressed floor drain pit like in a Ooh. fucking slaughterhouse. A oh, tile floor in the bedroom. I didn't expect that. Yeah, Ooh, hmm, my, my toes. What's this drain? What's this drain <laughs> pipe for? 
Yeah, you have a very unique kind of um, sense of style. I, I'm gonna hose I like up. It. I'm gonna hose off your stuff when we're done. Okay. Say, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> All right. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, local Audrey. Nice. Pusher I was, was. I was gonna do that one. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys no, that's have okay. your, your little Crusader Kings connection. We do. We Crusader Kings, Overwatch, me, her, and Scott. We're like Twitch buddies. It's the most adorable thing you've ever seen. Cutesy Uh Pusher was one of my first favorite episodes of X-Files. Mind control has always been a narratively interesting superpower to me because if done correctly, it can really play at the fear of losing agency over your own mind slash losing your free will. I love how from the first scene, you know, Modell is bad guy of the episode. The audience knows Modell has these abilities before Scully and Mulder, which creates good tension as you watch them try to find this guy. Combined with the awesome shipper moments of this episode, and young Andre was obsessed. Mulder nice. overcoming superpowers in order to save Scully's life? Pendril could never. Well, he probably would have planned better in the first place and not had to get to that point. But <laughs> <laughs> Rewatching now reminds me of the first season of the Netflix show Jessica Jones. The villain that show is the most frightening form of mind control I've ever seen. Highly suggest watching it if you love Pusher. The rest of the seasons aren't great, but the first one is incredible. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to read Millie. After a rewatch of this episode, I'll point out some things that are, an abs- that are absolute standouts that make it a love for me. Pusher's, vil- Pusher's a villain, but he's not like a Paper Hearts villain. He's evil for sure, but he is also quite funny clever and at times even charismatic i think that makes you like him more especially when he acts humorous and dry about his abilities and murders that point is a very succinct way to describe why i think he's great who is that millie oh nice she continues by saying seeing scully going after Mulder before the showdown is so badass like even the swat team is scared shitless and meanwhile our girl is about to go into the lion's den to save her partner she then says the acting is off the fucking charts. A special attention was brought to facial expressions and acting from GA and DD in the sh- showdown. You can see GA tearing up the whole time her face when Mulder turns a gun on her. Holy shit, it's pure disbelief. The single tear running down her cheek, it's utter perfection. Um, and then, real quick, just a shout out to Danielle Cutter who said, Mulder's end look, very counter Reeves, a la speed. That is such a crazy observation and such a good one. Oh. <laughs> Wicked looks like him. It's crazy. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Damn, son. Oh, and we have a, uh, a listener question. Um, nice. We're going to jump. Uh, there was a couple. Not to be confused with a listener comment. Listener question. Um, we're going to jump, and you can, um, you can just throw these up on the Facebook page anytime, or uh, email BP or myself or whatever, um, or Dean, or yep. you know, sign up for the Dick Diorama podcast. Uh, uh, what do you call that thing? Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one comes from Sir Thom. Uh, would you rather have a godlike ability slash superpower for a short amount of time and get killed by it or live a long life of obscurity feeling like you've never lived up to your potential? If you choose the power, what would it be? Do you want to use it to accomplish something great or do you just want to experience the thrill of doing the impossible? The power would kill you. Mm. Or you can live a long life of obscurity. Those sound good. But what really troubles me is the you believing a life unfulfilled. Right. That's the important part because otherwise it's Otherwise like, it's know. an easy guess for me because obscurity doesn't necessarily mean bad. 
Um, but feeling always like you didn't quite get there. Hmm. The older you get, the more you don't, the, the more you're not cavalier about death. Sure. The younger you are, the, you go, superpower, easy, you know? Um, but then again, for, for the funsies, I'm going to say the first choice. But I don't know what my superpower would be just yet. Do mm. you have one in mind? Yeah, I posted it. Oh, fuck, you did. Yeah, I would... I would uh... Who's the big, uh, big purple guy from Avengers? The bad guy? Oh, um, with, with the snaps. Uh, bro, bro. Um, Josh Brolin. What's Josh the character's Brolin. fucking name? I don't know. Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, Thanos, I would. Uh, I would have Thanos snap, and I would like snap four or five times and wipe out ninety five percent. And then you would disappear in one of them. Yeah, as long as it's the last one. God, that's it. good. Yeah, we because need a you, reset, man. We need a reset. We do. Do you, do you know why that's good? Because you would just vanish. What a simple death. Simple. God, that's awesome. And I know I did the Lord's work on the way out. Everything I think of is just gruesome. Like, what a gruesome death, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's easy. Yeah. Like, I could could be the human torch, but fuck. (laughs) And eventually you you lose your flame retardancy. Or, or I just fucking crash while flying. That would suck. What a shitty way to die. Crashed on the street. Man, I don't know what my superpower would be, but I, I've always had this, this idea of how it would be super interesting and, and think about what a podcast it would make. I'm going I'm to give you something that might be considered as lame, but, but hear me out because I think it could be fun. And I feel like I've talked to you about this before. It would be the power to interview anybody and anything, and the language barrier would evaporate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay. I was once watching a video of a man who put his head inside a crocodile's mouth. And then the crocodile <laughs> promptly bit his head. Okay? And I know what you're thinking. You want to ask that guy why? No. I want to talk to the alligator. <laughs> oh boy i want the alligator to be in my car wearing a nice little bow tie yeah let's not say he's in the studio all right the alligator's here (laughs) he he keeps bumping the mic with his nose (laughs) (laughs) yes now think about it but but the language bar is gone so it would be cart it'd be quite cartoonish <laughs> and he'd be like, I mean, he put his fucking head in my mouth. I'm an alligator. You know? He can have. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has to answer. He has to answer. That's my power. Does he literally speak English with his alligator face? Or does yes! he like make alligator noises and you hear it in your head? I think he. No, 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 no. He talks because it's more funny if he. Especially if he has like an. What if he talks like Statham? That's funny, right? He's like, well, he put his fucking head in my mouth. That's what I want. Yeah. And I want to air all of these. I want to be able to, t- I, anybody who does the dumbest thing in the world, I want to get I, anything that crazy happens. And here's the power. They teleport into the studio and they're compelled to answer. And not eat you. 
and not kill me. No, 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 no. But maybe that's where it goes wrong. Maybe the alligator is my last one. Mm, that's the final one. Oof, what a shitty way to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what happens. Maybe I get the wrong guy in here. Things get a little out of hand. And I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have had the grizzly bear come in here or the giant cat. And the cat would be cool. Think about it. It'd be like Tim Curry. I'm like, of course, I ate his throat. I'm a fucking lion, you know? And then <laughs> he starts, and then he just, you who see Who is Gare? Siegfried or Roy? You ask him and he's like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great question. But then what I would do, you. you would, you, this is how I die in the end. I just figured it out. His, you, we're talking like, just think about this big lion's head talking to me right and i'm asking him a question about some dumb guy that did some dumb thing that led to his death by lions and then you just see his paw come into the frame (laughs) and (laughs) wait for it paw comes into the frame and he moves the mic out of the way and then he just says (laughs) and he just gives me the eye like now it's your turn i'm like ah fuck i think this signals the end of the interview and the end of my career so thank you for the end of my the end of my super this is this is fucking uh dino doolittle signing off and that's the end of me i like it um and you just hear my my cries from my mom as an alligator kills me i guess i don't know you have you have a much longer uh you just enjoy yours longer mine was over very quick Maybe. Actually, well, it's not just. Well, can maybe I, space I maybe my I only snaps get... out so I can enjoy like an Earth with less people on it for a while. Yeah, like I, I think it would be fun because I would. Yeah, I like maybe I only get six interviews. You know. Okay. Here's yeah. what I want. Okay, I'm going to change mine. I'm I'm doing the same thing, the, the Thanos thing. Yep. But I'm going to make like a holiday. That's like. Oh, that's dope. Sna- it's like uh, Snapple Day. Snaps. Snaps giving. Snaps giving. Snaps giving. Right? Once a year, I fucking snap. I like it. Half of the human race is gone. Then I get to spend the next year being like, wow, look at how much less traffic there is. Yeah. Look at how much nicer people Call are. Call the herd. Time. Look at how much less social media influencers there are. Imagine going people to the, had to get real jobs. Dude, imagine going to the DMV. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck. In and out. In no, and out. Dude. Year three, after the third snaps giving, you walk in, you're like, hey, Ted. He's like, hey, Josh, your license is right over there. We only got four, four for the month. Dude, how about this? Dude, think about this shit. You need to get your, you've talked to me about your nephews. I've talked to you about my nephews, right? You're in line. It's Black Friday. (laughs) And you're like, dude, this is great. I get in, I get out. Oh, see, but don't. But, But you can only use it on snaps giving, you're saying. Yes, yeah. It's okay. a one-time Snapsgiving. And then, but that allows me What a me perfect day to use it because Black Friday sucks. Spaces out the time, yeah. God, that's a perfect day. Can it be right around Thanksgiving? Well, let's uh, let people yeah. meet with their families. We'll say post- no, 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 no. Think about it this way. If you do it right before the holidays, think about how much more people enjoy the holidays. Like, oh, like, oh, I have to, <laughs> mm, I have to drive up and mm, I, have to, I have to spend five hours in the car. And then and you're like, oh my God. Aunt Millie's still alive? Like, you know what? I'm, you I'm really going to enjoy this Christmas. Well, here's the problem. You don't get the pick. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. So what if what if it's just like the racist uncle and like the shitty cousin? But you got to kind of appreciate him a little bit more. Like, in, And you, you, you're there's just less people. You're forced to like find common ground. All right. You don't I'm get into to it. Pick who's left. I'm into it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. I like this. And then we do it 
So what do you think? Probably, listen, as, as a man of my age, I don't want to be forced to be dragged to another Halloween party. Can we do it right before then? Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. Uh, like dressing up? Nah. October 13th. Okay. Perfect. Snapsgiving. Perfect, perfect. Snapsgiving, yep. Snapsgiving, October 14th is a good one. October is good. Think about it. You're going to, you can, and you sell it. Sell it. You sell it. You go, listen, winter's coming. Mm. Same. All those fossil fuels were not burning over Mm -hmm. the the winter. Yep. Oh my God. I just want to, you know what I want to see? I want to see you snap your finger and I just want to see a bunch of COVID masks hit the street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're doing we're doing what the planet is trying to do. That's all I'm. That's all I'm trying mm. to do. I got you. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, there we go. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. That's I it. We, uh, I think we covered covered it. Um, you know Are, you sure? Are you sure? You know I'm heading, sure? baby. I'm popping over to. Uh, to oh, the, I was the there party. last week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on into the little Discord after chat. See awesome. Anybody's down now that <clears throat> I've exposed myself as being a super big fan of genocide. Is it genocide though? If it's, it's random, not. No, it's not. Yeah, no. and it's, it's not. You're, you're, it's not ethnic cleansing. It's not gen. It's human side for sure. Yeah, but that's genocide. Xenocide. Yes, 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 yes. Genocide. I like that. That's sick. Yeah, because you're in the clear. You're. It's nothing personal. I don't think I'm. In fact, it's the opposite of genocide. I'm going to sell you on this. Mm. Here's why. I'm the most I, fucking progressive person on here. Yeah, you. Let's be real. Yeah, I, I'm going the other way with it. Not only are you the most progressive person in the world, it's anti-genocide because you don't believe any one race is more superior than the other. You think they're all equally worthless, equally, including worthless. your own. This which is, is exactly great. how I feel. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You're. In fact, I'm not going to lie. This is the most woke thing we've ever discussed. This is woke as shit. Oh, fuck, man. That's too fun. Too yep. much fun, dude. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess I'm starting to hear that music play, and I think it's time for us to to uh, bid ourselves to do. So why don't you tell these good people, uh, in the spirit of X-Files, what time it is? You've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. 